Hello and welcome to the next episode in our digital download series. I'm Lizzie Williams. I'm a senior associate in the Dispute Resolution Group at Harbottle and Lewis. In this podcast series, we're discussing topical issues in the digital and tech world and giving you our expert steer on the legal issues they give rise to. In each episode, we will interview some of our colleagues on a tricky tech topic, and today's guest is Kostya Lobov, a partner in our intellectual property group who co-chairs our interactive entertainment group. I'll be talking to him about all things metaverse, what on earth it is, what stage it is at at its development, and legal issues. So, to kick things off, the first question has to be, what does the term metaverse actually mean, and does it exist yet? Thanks, Lizzie. Yeah, that's always a good place to start. Uh, And the answer is there is no single clear definition over what it means. It seems to mean very different things to different people. To go back to basics, meta comes from the Greek and it means beyond or transcending. And verse obviously comes from universe. So if you look at it literally, we're talking about a universe of universes. So the way I would define it is it would be a world possibly in three dimensions, although not necessarily, with persistent characteristics, which allows a broad range of activities run by different stakeholders. It's sometimes touted as the next iteration of the internet, but in reality it could be a very broad range of things. Things like Roblox or Fortnite, you could argue, are the beginnings of a metaverse, or you could call it a proto-metaverse, for example. Equally, things without 3D elements and, frankly, other ways of interacting online could also be arguably called uh, metaverses. The metaverse idea isn't a new one in itself. There have been earlier attempts to do something similar to this. Most of you would have heard of a game called Second Life, which was popular in the noughties and actually is still around today. And ironically, Second Life now looks quite similar to some of the more recent attempts at creating uh, uh, metaverses. So there is an element of slightly reinventing a wheel that we've seen before. However, what we can't deny is that technology has moved on massively since those days. So we are in a much better position now to create something uh, along those lines than we have ever been before. Thanks, Kostya. We often hear people talking about blockchain and NFTs in the context of the metaverse, but are people right to lump them together in that way? Do these technologies and concepts actually need each other? No, not necessarily. They they don't necessarily need each other. I think there is an element of these technologies all being popular and in the mainstream consciousness at the same time, and therefore it makes sense and is convenient to lump them together. There may be a slightly cynical view because, I mean, there are some synergies, clearly. If you are going to have a 3D world with virtual items, having the ownership of some of those items denoted by non-fungible tokens clearly is a nice fit and would make sense. But do you need NFTs to make it work? No, absolutely you don't. And we haven't seen mention of of technologies like this in some of the things that have been touted as uh, metaverses so far. So, for example, there's no mention of Meta's attempt at creating uh, a metaverse as requiring NFTs in any way. The same applies to to blockchain and and certain other technologies, really. So, for example, it is absolutely not a given that it has to involve any element of virtual reality or augmented reality. Although, for a company like Meta, clearly there are advantages to, to implementing that because it sits nicely with existing technologies they already have. Similarly with with Microsoft. Equally, it doesn't necessarily have to involve games of any kind. You can imagine metaverses being more orientated towards productivity, 
or business and you can imagine others which may be focused more on things like music, entertainment, games or all sorts of other things. So my take on this is that what we may end up with is rather than a large monolithic metaverse that everybody universally agrees on and subscribes to, it may be a little bit like the various streaming platforms that we all subscribe to at the moment. So we probably have several subscriptions at any given time, or I know I do anyway, and I might prefer one for movies, I might prefer another one for TV series, and yet another one for gaming. And depending on what I'm looking for, I, I will switch between them to get what I need. Thanks, Kostya. So the metaverse, it seems to me, is likely to be a cloud-based system or set of systems, potentially, given what you've just said, which has users across multiple jurisdictions. With that in mind, the legal issues are potentially wide-ranging, but if you had to narrow it down, what would you say are the headline potential issues to bear in mind? Yeah, well, as you can imagine, there's all sorts. I mean, you are effectively recreating a world, but in a digital sense. So a lot of the real-world laws that apply to real-world versions of, of everything we're recreating digitally will equally apply to their digital counterparts. So to name a few, I mean, before we even get to the stage of having a metaverse, we will need to, to find a way to enable different stakeholders to be able to use it. So, for example, you, you need to have a world which is equally adapted to having a, a branch of uh, Barclays Bank as it is to somebody who wants to do something completely different or another business. And those different and disparate elements of the metaverse will need to have some standardised way of talking to each other and understanding what the basic ground rules are of the metaverse. So what we could perhaps see is the development of a massive SDK, software development kit, which could then be made available subject to certain licensing terms to anybody who wants to create their business or sell their goods or services within that particular metaverse. Underpinning all of that will be a vast and complex network of licensing agreements which parties will enter into. So that will be one legal challenge which the lawyers will have to grapple with. Another challenge which you can clearly foresee is data protection particularly with implementations that use AR or VR or other ways of interacting with this metaverse, the scope for data gathering is absolutely immense here. And you can see that certain companies that do become involved in this will be looking to do that. And it, it does raise issues with when consent is needed. How do you obtain consent? What sorts of data points are you gathering? There was talk a few months ago of potentially having VR or AR headsets which could interpret your emotions, for example, your facial reactions, and convert that into a data point which then potentially is stored and processed by somebody. So all of that will need to be considered and thought through very carefully. Consumer protection laws will apply just as they do to anybody walking into a real-life shop in the real world. So... With the metaverse, as with all digital goods, there are some additional challenges, particularly with consumers who may feel that they weren't equipped with all the information that they needed to make a transactional decision. Perhaps they feel they may have been misled or the key features of a product or service were not properly explained to them. Or perhaps they were just simply let down by the quality of the product and feel that they want a refund or, or some other form of compensation. 
businesses who, who prepare or who will want to trade in the metaverse will need to be prepared for, for all of this and will need to have clear ways of dealing with all these situations set out in their terms and conditions and promulgated to their customers. Another key issue which I foresee is the safeguarding of users. So we exist in a world right now where this is a very topical issue. Uh, The UK has publicly stated that it wants to be the safest place in the world to go online and that's the ambition towards which the government is working with and in the background to all this we have the online safety bill which is making its way through parliament at the moment and will pose unprecedented duties of care and obligations on platforms across all sorts of areas basically anything which involves user-to-user communications uh, and beyond and it will deal with issues as disparate as misinformation and bullying to much more serious crimes like child sexual exploitation, grooming and and so on. So in a world where it, it is difficult enough to control some of these things when we're talking about an interaction through a keyboard and a screen, you can imagine how much stronger these issues will manifest themselves in a virtual world, particularly if it's a 3D world and particularly if it's, it has elements of AR and VR. So the stakes are as high as they could be, really. And I can see that regulators, including Ofcom, which will be tasked with enforcing the online safety bill, will be looking at this extremely closely and, and scrutinising it. And lastly, it's worth mentioning IP rights as well. So there's two sides to this, really. So we're already seeing some brands and some clients getting their IP portfolios ready or metaverse ready as they call it so that may include doing things like registering additional designs at the EU and at the national level or tweaking your trademark portfolios to make sure they cover what they need to cover and that they will adequately apply to digital versions of goods for example if they don't already. The other challenge of course will be enforcing these rights and in some ways this is nothing new because every time a new platform comes along it's a new challenge for brand and rights holders to overcome as to how they will enforce their rights but particularly if we end up with several metaverses as I suspect we could it will certainly add to the workload of brand and IP enforcement teams around the world. Thanks, Kostya. So in a sense, as you've alluded to, all issues we experience in real-life interactions with others will exist online in some form, both the commercial and consumer issues we've touched on already, and potentially criminal issues such as the consequences of physical or verbal assault experienced online. If you're a brand seeking to establish a foothold in the metaverse, bearing in mind everything we've discussed, what would you say are the three key issues to focus on at this stage with a view to establishing yourself in that space in the future? What I would say to that is, and I think a lot of brands are doing this already, I would sound out the market or take some time to to really sound out the market and see where things are headed and be clear on how exactly you want to be involved in the metaverse and what exactly your goals are, what you want to get out of it, because that will dictate how you decide to engage with this. At the same time, I expect that this is going to move rather quickly and that we're going to have a lot more clarity months if not weeks from now as to what shape a metaverse or the first metaverse will take so until then it's quite difficult to make significant commercial decisions about how to become involved in it so i would say i suppose bullet point one keep your options open and be prepared to adapt depending on how things evolve 
I would make sure that your IP rights are, are fit for purpose and ready to go. That's a, a fairly straightforward thing that you could be doing right now, which will serve you in good stead regardless of what shape the metaverse or various metaverses take. I'd also suggest being picky about who you partner with at this stage. There are some so-called metaverse experiences already out there, which frankly are, are suboptimal and may not deliver the experience that you want for your customers. Or they may be run by parties that have no track record in, in doing something like this and are merely using it as another keyword as a way of attracting additional funding and gaining interest from brands. So I would be picky and I would do proper due diligence as to who it is that you're proposing to work with, assuming you're not trying to develop your own metaverse uh, or version of it in-house. And tied to that point, uh, I would say make sure that uh, you have a pivot or exit strategy in case things do go wrong or you decide that it's not an avenue you want to pursue anymore. And that, at its most basic, just means making sure that the contractual obligations of all parties are clearly recorded and that uh, you understand what rights of termination exists and what the, the, the consequences of termination are, so that if you do need to pull the parachute cord, you are able to do so. Thanks very much, Kostya. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for your time and insight. For further insight, please follow Harbottle and Lewis on Twitter and LinkedIn and join us for our next episode.